As the government moves to crack down on vapes, figures show this could be a record year for the number of children potentially poisoned by the liquid nicotine used in them. The National Poisons Centre data shows in the past six and a half years it's had more than 500 calls about children five years and under suffering nicotine exposure from e-cigarettes or vapes. But it's one and two-year-olds that are poisoned most frequently and overall numbers are increasingly increasing dramatically year on year. But what is also concerning is that the strength of the nicotine liquids that our preschoolers are being exposed to is also on the rise. Last year, the largest number of calls about children consuming vape liquids were about the strongest vapes. And just a few drops can be life-threatening to children, potentially causing vomiting and breathing problems. Dr Bill Boroff, clinical toxicologist and deputy director of the National Poisons Centre, says children are at higher risk because they're smaller and weigh less. The highest um, rate of calls is for kids less than the age of five. So, and really amongst that, it's kids between zero and two years of age that make up the majority of the pediatric exposures. That seems pretty scary. Uh, It's certainly a concerning trend. Um, As you know, kids sort of are grabby little things and they like to get into everything. They're very curious. Um, And um, so it's not sort of unexpected that as the rate of availability of vaping products increases in the region, so too is the risk of exposure. What does nicotine do to a toddler? It's going to depend a lot on how the nicotine um, is, uh, how they're exposed to the nicotine. If it's just a a basic inhalational exposure, there's really um, not too much aside from some jitteriness and some nausea and vomiting that can develop. Ingestion is where we get a lot more concern because it takes a very small amount of nicotine, especially in concentrated form, to cause very significant symptoms potentially. And those symptoms can be a couple of different types. You can have early symptoms, which includes irritability, uh, agitation, nausea, vomiting, um, sometimes heartbeats that can go quite fast. They can start breathing kind of fast. Um, If it gets really severe, then the opposite order effects start to develop. And kids can have a decrease in their alertness. Um, They can have sort of lethargy and stupor that can develop. They can get weak. Um, And then they can also develop respiratory paralysis, and which could, you know, obviously then lead to other major significant effects, uh, including death. Yeah, so it can kill them if they ingest too much of it. Certainly. Mm-hmm. And tell me, vapes come, and I've got a few here with me in these little boxes. They come in different strengths, right? So what yes, what are you noticing in terms of uh, the problem areas, the strengths that are being reported the most in these um, poisoning calls? So as we've looked at the data, as we do the annual trends, we have found that there is an increasing rate of exposure calls related to the higher concentration nicotine products. So those that are 50 milligrams per milliliter or higher in 2022 made up the largest percentage of uh, nicotine-related calls in this age group. I'm going to take this out of a packet. It's in a little cardboard packet, and it's a little glass bottle or or plastic bottle with a liquid in it and a cap on it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering... How much of this would a toddler have to ingest, just ballpark, in order to create um, unwellness? We're talking about the kids that have the highest frequency of exposure based on our data. So let's say a two-year-old. Then one milligram of nicotine 
in the average weight two-year-old is enough to cause significant toxicity. And if you're talking about a 50 milligram, or yeah, 50 milligram per ml sort of concentration there, then uh, 0.2 mLs is the volume that would be acquired to cause a risk of significant toxicity. And what does that look Zero- like? What does that look like, doctor? Is that a pinhead? Uh, you know yeah, what I, I mean? Don't know. It it's, would be, it's a tiny yeah, bit. Exactly. It's a very small amount. And depending on the bottle and how you know firm that bottle is, uh, there's going to be a variable amount that can come out per squeeze or per suck, depending on the child. Um, and that's even if the flow restrictor you know, is doing its job. Right. So I've got a vape here in the studio. It's got a little rubber stopper. You pick it, you pull it off the top and you literally just pour the vape liquid into the um, into the vessel, glug, 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 and then you put the little rubber stopper on, on the top again. And I noticed in your statistics that uh, point of refill is where you are getting, it seems, a significant number of concerns. So point of refill exposures were definitely the ones that were related to higher volume of exposures. Um, two kids. And so, so yes, that's a risky area potentially. Again, it depends on the, the nature and the design of the device. Some devices just have that little flip off rubber seal like you're playing with there. Um, and that's probably of lower risk. If you were to fill that up and sort of try to tip it out, you know, it's unlikely that there would be a whole lot that would come out of that. However, there's other devices that are out there that have these glass tanks to them or sort of larger reservoirs um, that are potentially easier for kids to disassemble and get larger volumes of uh, vape juice at that point. Bottom line, um, how risky is this for kids and what's your advice to um, parents or caregivers? Yeah, I think it's hard to, to speak specifically on the degree of risk of the devices. Um, I think the bigger thing is just to understand that those devices have risk and there's certain ones that are probably riskier than others, as we sort of just talked about. I think advice to families um, and is really, one, to make sure you're, you treat the vape systems like you would any pharmaceutical. So keep them out of the reach of kids. Don't keep them in your purse or your handbag. Certainly don't keep the refill things easily accessible as well. Um, and things like nightstands are a sort of area that people often forget about. And that was Dr. Bill Boroff from the National Poison Centre. And I have to say, handling those things, one thing I noticed is they smelt like bubblegum or lollies, and the packaging looked like that too. While there's new regulation coming into force on September the 21st, that means vapes will need child safety mechanisms. Now, we have asked the Health Minister's Office for clarification on what exactly that will mean. And from March next year, there's supposed to be new rules substantially lowering the maximum concentration of nicotine allowed in vapes. But Minister of Health Dr Aisha Verrill has confirmed there is a legal challenge being taken by one of the vaping companies. It is seeking to stop those regulations being amended and for the company to be able to continue selling higher nicotine strength products. As the matter is currently before the courts, the Minister would not comment any further.